By the time that you hear this podcast episode, we would have been a little bit beyond Mercury retrograde and into the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, which happens right after all of the chaos ensues. We would be right in the middle of Scorpio season, feeling all of the feelings that we are here to feel. And all of that is important to know because our next podcast guest, Tamil Jones, is a wonderful friend, oracle, and astrologer at Overflow. You can find her at The Overflow on Instagram, and she has been a friend of the Brave School community since day one, and we're so excited and thrilled to announce her as our community astrologer. She, every quarter, will be offering us wisdom, goodness, advice, guidance on how to move into the next uh, season, the next three months of being. You will hear from her again around the winter solstice where she will share goodness, valuable tips and wisdom from her heart and her spirit and her connection with spirit to ours. So I'm excited for you to dive into this episode and maybe use some of this time to reflect on the past few weeks that you and I and the whole world have been experiencing so much shift and change and overturn in our bodies, so much coming to terms with who we are and how we get to show up in this world. I hope it encourages you. Uh, Brave School really, truly loves Tamil. We love her. We love her. Uh, And just to give you a little bit of background on her and who she is, again, her name is Tamil, and she is a Cancer Sun, Mama Cancer, with a Leo rising Pisces moon. And she is a manifester in human design, born in Tennessee and raised in Austin, Texas. She serves the collective in her capacity as an oracle, healer, and spiritual guide and is the founder of Overflow, a digital wellness house for people with progressive and evolving spiritualities. Enjoy. Welcome to the Brave School Podcast. We explore the intersection between entrepreneurship, mysticism, and creative courage through human-centered curiosity and storytelling. This podcast is narrative medicine for the wild-hearted artist and entrepreneur who longs to show all the way up to their creative process. We hope you enjoy. Sometimes I miss going to church. You know, <laughs> I have a church now, basically, with my group membership. That's what I've decided. That so good. It's just now church, new church. I, in my mind, I see Brave School evolving into that. And, like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, Daje, like, you, like, the person that you saw yourself as a five-year-old and a six-year-old, uh, and we're told that is egotistical, that's actually who you get to be now. I mean, that's basically what's happening. We are... <laughs> I mean, I probably I have notes around like feminine leadership and like that's what this year has been about in the rise of, of like so. Wow. Well, I guess we can just jump in and just go ahead and like start talking about it. I have some questions I would love to ask you. But first of all, tell me how you are this morning. How are you? 
of course, every day, every morning is how we start the school day, you know, digital learning, making sure that like kids are on Zoom. Mm -hmm. But there was a funny meme that I saw this morning that was like, all this e-learning, these kids ain't learning e-damn thing, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't necessarily agree with, but I do understand that it's very difficult for like caregivers to like do everything, you know, they can't. So that's just how my morning start in general of like, this is our life now. And so it is what it is, but I'm good. I love that. I love that. So tell us about more about you, where you based you, your mom. That's super clear. Tell us more about how you came to be who you are in this moment. Sure. So right now I live outside Atlanta. I was born in Tennessee, raised in Austin, Texas. I hope to, you know, be back in Texas eventually one day because it truly is home for me. I grew up in a pretty conservative Christian tradition. The name of the denomination is the Church of Christ. And that is actually really ancestral at this point, religious lineage that I came from. Because when I went to, when we buried my grandmother last year, her mother, you know, so many were literally buried at that church cemetery, which is really important for me to acknowledge that particular faith tradition has been sanctuary and roots for my people, but also is, has been oppressive in many ways. It kind of doesn't really have the same, I will say, Black church vibe that most people are used to in how we see in, in culture and how the representations, we don't use instruments in that line, in that tradition. So, so many good things about being raised um, in that tradition, but also now coming into like my fullness, my understanding of spirit and how I experience God. I've had to liberate myself from that uh, tradition in a lot of ways. And so when that started to happen, when I started to realize like, oh, like this is not resonating with me anymore, I started just kind of tapping into my own intuitive gifts, spiritual gifts that also my family spoke about, but didn't really, you know, talk about in ways that were affirming, you know, so know like oh we have these prophetic dreams basically or like oh I had a dream about this and it means this so always kind of like secrecy and like oh but I don't want to talk about it and so now I will say it's been about three years since I've kind of separated myself from any Christian or church affiliations and I have been serving the collective as an intuitive guide for the last two years. And so that's kind of, I wanted to start there to say, hey, like I grew up in the church. Like, so like that is just how I was raised. And so you'll see that folks will see that when they encounter a lot of my works because it's still very churchy. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. I love that. I just don't hear a lot of Black women, Black femmes talking about growing up in the church mm-hmm. and then like encountering those those prophetic spiritual giftings like I had a very similar background it's how my spiritual giftings my energetic giftings were born literally on the floor of, of a 24-7 prayer house 
like like in how witchy i know (laughs) i know like you know i had this moment when i was in college and this was like right after i was like okay i'm gonna i'm deciding to believe in the spiritual gifts because I grew up cessationist. I grew up an independent fundamental Baptist. We wore skirts and dresses all the time. We read the KJV version of the Bible. And like my big rebellion was buying an ESV version of the Bible because I was so curious and thirsty for this knowledge. I was thirsty about, you know, what it looks like to, to walk in lockstep with the divine. And I wanted to really get into that. I wanted to like find my own path. And I remember walking across the street when I was uh, in college and I heard this like internal voice like in my body is like, I'm calling you to be an in- intercessor. Mm-hmm. Like I'm calling you to stand in the gap. Like you're going to be a powerful intercessor. And it started a lot of what it like, it really truly birthed what I'm doing today. Even I don't even, you know, identify as a Christian anymore. So it's really important and powerful how like we can honor the way our histories show up I think I love I really love that you shared that with all of us for those of you who are tuning in for the first time this is the brave school podcast and we are sharing this first and foremost with the solely creative community and I'm so excited to invite to mill into our community as our intuitive guide Tamil is an oracle. Tamil is a spiritual leader. She uh, is super locked in and in tune with what is going on in the atmosphere. She is like your one-stop shop for what is going on with all these damn retrogrades. If you are really curious um, about how to work with the stars and the planets and your own spirit and your own intuition in regards to your own creative process, uh, Tamil is going to give us some insight on how to do that. And I'm super excited because you know that here in Brave School, we love to mesh that intersection and and really uh, explore the intersection between entrepreneurship, mysticism, and creative courage and how our bodies and our minds and our spirits are so deeply connected to each other. So welcome to Mill. I'm super glad that you're here to Mill. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Obviously, I love Brave School. I been in Brave School, so to be <laughs> evolving um, with Brave School is really an honor and also really feels good and feels in alignment. It really does. It's so interesting that you're talking about these retrogrades and like how we can kind of, I'll say this, there's some things we can't control, right? And that's really mm-hmm. what astrology is asking us of us is to understand that we are a part of something much bigger. Yeah, um, what yeah. we can control is how we respond to the climate. And mm-hmm. so we do have some retrogrades. We have Mercury that's retrograde through November the 3rd and will be in the shadow period through the 19th. And we also have a Mars retrograde which will be retrograde into November the 15th. And there will be some shadow stuff after that. So they're kind of doing this last stretch of the fourth quarter and retrograde together. And that's how we communicate with each other. That's how we feel. That's how we show up for ourselves, express our needs, our passions. It's also how we 
communicate what's fair, what's fair for us, what is fair for society. And so to have those planetary bodies retrograde doesn't necessarily mean that we don't speak up, that it's not safe to say anything. What it really does is ask us to go within to see what's really true for us before we start to express that and project that um, into the outside world. So I'm happy to talk about that today. Awesome. I love it. Some of the things I'm really interested too is there's so much like stuff on the internet about Mercury retrograde. Like when I see it, it just makes me chuckle because I'm like, everybody's like ducking and hiding when they're like, Mercury retrograde is coming, you know, it's time to hide. Don't send any contracts. Don't send emails. Don't send text messages. Don't call your mom. Just shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like the whole world just shuts down communication. And me as a Gemini with (laughs) my whole sign, sun sign being ruled by Mercury, I'm like, wait, no, don't stop talking. (laughs) Now is the time to actually unleash what is coming on inside of you. So can you, for the creative entrepreneur, for the artist up there who is like ducking and hiding around Mercury retrograde in this time of year, can you uh, unpack some of the myths that we have been conditioned to believe about the retrogrades and help us to kind of clearly see what, what is in store, the goodness that's in store for us? Absolutely. So first of all, Mercury does rule our communication and our expression. And so for creative entrepreneurs, not only is that how we express ourselves and the things that we are co-creating with the universe and also creating for our clients, our customers, our audience, we have to understand that it's not just about, like like you said, hiding or being afraid to communicate. It's actually knowing where Mercury is. So we're not really going to see, I mean, there, there's always going to be tech issues or there may be, there were tech issues today before we hopped on. I mean, that's just, there's some things you can't control, right? But this particular Mercury retrograde that we're doing now in fall 2020 mm-hmm. is in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity for you to connect more deeply um, with the people you're communicating with. This is a time for you to share uh, truths around your creative process. This Mm. is a time where you can be a little bit more vulnerable because like you said, people are ducking and hiding, but you actually can't hide, especially not from Scorpio because Scorpio is investigative. Scorpio is, ooh, like Scorpio is, it wants the truth. It knows when things are off. So you can't actually fake it with the people who you're trying to speak to. And that's what this Mercury retrograde is reminding us of. Not only that, you can't fake it is actually what it wants you to know is that's actually been impeding your growth because you've been trying to present something that is not authentic to you. And you're not going to be able to run from that no matter how hard you try. Scorpio is snatching wigs, to say the least. <laughs> yes. Wigs. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, you know how people are like, cancer is the, is, it's like your mom. And then I feel like Scorpio is like your raw auntie. Like, she's like, 
you're going to talk to me about things that you're not going to talk to your mom about. Like your mom's big sister, like the the matriarch of the family. And also like even a little bit of like the great aunt, like the one Mm -hmm. who you go, like who knows everything, like the one who has the dreams, right. Mm -hmm. Of fishes or knowing that you're pregnant or knowing that just something is off. Even if they can't put their finger on it, you were right. Like Scorpio just knows. And so this isn't the time for, like you said, it's not cancer. It's not going to really be that nurturing energy. It is going to be that like tough love. Like you mm-hmm. actually have to sit through the discomfort. And so mm-hmm. we need to get ready to be comfortable in that discomfort and see what it's teaching us, see what the tension, which is a word that you use a lot, what is the tension teaching us? And it's a really good time for us to explore that. I really deeply love that. I love that as a forecast for the next three months, especially with the election impending, especially with a lot of people kind of coming to the end of themselves. Like I had this thought the other day, I think it was yesterday, where I feel like we have come to the end of our ego selves. Like the ego is transforming in a lot of ways inside of us because we're be- like, we're being revealed. We've been through so much as a world, right? That like, we can't just like, be out here pretending or like trying to keep up with a system that's crumbling literally at the edges. So what are we doing? What do we have left? How are we going to feed our families, right? How are we going to show up if the system that we relied on to keep us, you know, together and safe in our hierarchies is literally falling down? Absolutely. And this year has been a Capricorn year. It's been a focus. We had seven eclipses um, this year. It, or it, by the time 2020 is over, it'll be, we've had seven eclipses and they've been Capricornian energy, Capricorn and Cancer energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like the idea around everything that we've known to be true, all of the structures that have been made and put into place, they are crumbling. And so now what we're seeing is an exposure of whether or not we want the systems to stay the same. And so it's really like, this is the rubber that meets the road. Like, okay, who are you really? Yeah. Who, do you really want equity, fairness? And do you really want justice or what does justice mean to you? And so obviously pandemic masks on, but in this period, literally, all of the masks are falling off. Like the truth couldn't be any clearer. And so again, you can't hide from these things. And so what I would say for the last quarter of the year, it's not that there's inaction, even though in retrogrades or fall in general, it is a time of like rest, increased activity, absolutely. But not necessarily withdrawing from strategy. Mm-hmm. withdrawing from planning, withdrawing from visioning, because in this time, we're actually able to connect more deeply. If you are a person who feels like you have spirit guides or you're connected to your ancestors, what is the action that your higher self even is asking you to take in the beginning of the year, in yeah. the springtime? So this is a time for review, 
that's mm-hmm. what these retrogrades are bringing to us. And that's what the fall season or the fourth quarter is really asking us to do, to review and to plan, to revise, to refine, to prune. And mm-hmm. that's really what a harvest season is. Yes. Um, we just had the autumnal equinox and that's what fall and autumn is about. It's harvest. Like, yes, like I'm celebrating my wins. These are the things that are going well, but this is what cannot stand. Mm. And this is what I can no longer be here for. This is something that I've cultivated and grown, but it's actually diseased. Mm. It, it grew, but it actually is crowding out the things that I actually want to grow. So I need to now pull this up. And so that's what we're doing right now is refining. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that here in Brave School, amongst our team, we've been kind of talking about the body as creative process and really being intentional to not like rush into the strategy, not rush into the marketing. Like we are really intent on doing it differently and not differently as in like, we're comparing ourselves to other people. We're trying to be better than, but rather we just see content as harm reduction. How can we sit back and truly examine how the body feels in this space? right? How do we feel in the space? And what is serving us about the way that we're doing things and what is no longer serving us? Are we uh, afraid to cut the chaff, to cut the shit, to cut the noise? Or are we going to keep going into this next season like we have in the past seasons? Like we can't do what I'm learning from this is like we literally cannot do the fall like we did June when the whole Mm -hmm. world was on fire. The uprising right now looks different. It's an internal uprising. Yes. Body is literally like you have to make cuts and you have to draw lines. Absolutely. And so Mars, that's kind of where we get into the Mars retrograde energies because of course Mercury is how we communicate and how we Mm -hmm. express externally, but Mars retrograde in Aries, which is it's governing the, you know, Aries is governed by Mars. It's like, it's, I am. Yeah. So who are you really? Yes. And so the passion, the anger, the fear, <laughs> the desire, yes. The desires of your heart, like what you deserve, um, what you are demanding, mm-hmm. what you, not just what you want, but what you've been told you cannot have. And really thinking about what you want to create Mm -hmm. to change those narratives, to change. And so that is slow, you know, what you're saying, because usually, you know, Aries or Mars energy, it is combustible. It is like intense. It is outwardly expressive. Mm -hmm. But in retrograde, we're now going within to say, hey, I've always wanted this. I've always wanted this. I've always dreamed this. Or I had this dream when I was five. Like I had this dream when I was a little girl. I was given these assignments long time ago. Why or what have I learned between then and now that has kept me from externally expressing or embodying, like you said, coming back into the body how am I now going to embody these dreams? And so that's what we're, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. I love that. Tamil. I just got this visual in my mind of unblocking flow. 
you know, how, how veins can become clamped or like clotted or like how like, you know, a tube, like you put a clamp on it and that's like a fear or a belief that, you know, oh, this is, you know, we got to shut it down. Right. And it's like, I feel like this season is all about, okay, you know, let's look at the body. Let's look at the, your dreams. Let's look at what you've got on the table and how are you subconsciously keeping yourself from what feels good and honest to you? Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> that's back to that Mercury retrograde energy. And the Scorpio energy is what have you been burying, buried within you? Mm-hmm. Or what did your ancestors want or what do they want you to have that they couldn't? And that's no matter what our lineage is, because even for women, you know, white women, you know, what could your ancestors not do? What could they not embody? No matter you know, who you are, yeah. like this is a time to say, I have been suppressing these things for so long, but that is actually an inherited behavior because they couldn't actually desire these things because of safety. Mm. because of survival it wasn't even it wasn't a priority number one Mm -hmm. and so it got put to the back burner for survival and so now we're here Mm -hmm. um, because of potentially the sacrifices that they made for survival so we now have to retrain our body to Mm -hmm. be comfortable in the desire to Mm -hmm. be comfortable wanting to be comfortable expressing our needs and that is uncomfortable it is really really uncomfortable to sit in the fact that your nervous system Mm -hmm. your epigenetics are wired for survival and not for thriving Mm -hmm. Uh, at no fault of your own it is because of the external culture it is because of all of the systems that are crumbling and to expedite not just the dismantling of these systems but the rebirth because that's Scorpio Mm -hmm. as well the rebirth of what is good what is better what we can reconstruct we have to be able to lean into that desire and to that creativity that is so good to oh my god like can we talk for a second about <clears throat> how this fits into the conversation of manifestation? Yes. <laughs> Just, yes, because like recently I've been really loving this thought of the creative process is manifestation and manifestation is a creative process. Same way that the body is a creative process, right? And so this is what I love about like taking stock of this manifestation conversation, taking it by the reins, taking it out of the hands of white supremacy and really bringing it into the body and re- like really bringing it into our own lived experiences because manifestation is not about, you know, I mean, it, it can be like, this can be a byproduct of manifestation if it's like really what you truly want, but like, you know, manifesting yachts and manifesting, you know, a million dollars in your bank account, which is all great and good, not judging anybody. But I am really curious about like, 
this new world we're building, which is based like what Brave School is like kind of structured around. We are an institute of dreaming. We are here for the design process, for the creative process, for uh, mobilizing these, these fertile frameworks that uh, we create in the process to build a new world, to sustain ourselves, to build sovereign systems that don't rely on capitalism to keep moving, that honor the body, that honor the creative, that honor the spirit and so when I think about manifestation I think about how we are literally creating a new world from scratch from these ideas from from the body and it feels like this season these next three months this retrograde all the retrogrades that are happening right now actually are preparing us to be able to manifest greater higher more aligned and I say greater, higher, and more aligned because like, like when we can get honest about what's going on the inside, then we create space for those manifestations to come through. Absolutely. I was just, I was, when you started talking about manifestation and you talked about like, uh, and we know that it's used, um, almost as a shiny object to for spiritual bypassing, right? Like, I will be better if I have. I will be happier if I have, or, yep. you know, all oh, of that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we deserve abundance, but I think it's everybody does. And then it's also understanding how you're defining that and why. And so mm -hmm. until you examine the way that you've been influenced how your desires have been influenced mm -hmm. and it's sticky this is where it gets tricky because it's like we don't <laughs> judge ourselves for wanting right mm -hmm. like we don't want to judge ourselves for wanting we don't want to think that if we have somebody else doesn't have mm -hmm. but the truth is that while we're so busy focused on the oppressor or you know mm -hmm. dismantling capitalism if we're not looking at ourselves and how we embody these systems and these structures mm -hmm. then we'll we won't get to that honesty we won't get to that truth and so i think the way that i view manifestation is governed by the earth yes it is governed by the moon you know <laughs> it's governed by the natural cycles mm -hmm. and understanding that there is more than enough Ooh, uh, yes and so if mm -hmm. you can align yourself or not if the work is yes. aligning ourselves with the earth and studying the way that she is teaching us all of the time about what creation actually is because manifestation isn't wishing it's yeah. a creative process yeah and so it starts and how we do that and how we go about doing that is going to look different for everybody and earth teaches us that that's mm -hmm. why even in human design which i know you're a really big fan of it's based on the elementals it's based mm -hmm. on our astral makeup 
what do you learn from water? What do you learn from earth? What do you learn from air? What do you learn from fire? And so mm -hmm. if we look at manifestation as a creative process, I think we can redefine it in ways that aren't icky and spiritually yes. bypassing and yuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in the same, like, oh, this is getting into some like deeper waters. But when I start to think about manifestation and deconstructing the way that I view gain and start to look at ecology and look at how ecosystems work, there's stuff in there about, so how do we heal the primal nature? How do we heal the inner predator self in ways that we can begin to honor the process of like the predator? Like we literally have to consume to survive. The earth consumes to survive. Every part of the, the creative process, the, the earth needs death to survive, right? But death, and this is a really powerful um, phrase that has come through channeled and some spiritual work with one of my teachers, Jeanette mm -hmm. Lewis of Inner Sun Alchemy, and it's that death is not a weapon. Yes. And so, yes, while the death process or the destructive process can be natural, if we are taking to the point that somebody does like literally have to work themselves to death, mm -hmm. that's not that's natural that is you know it's not it's not sacred you know <laughs> it's not it is that like you said that predatory stuff and so what if we look at an ecosystem like what are we creating so that the other people around us can thrive is it just about us it's okay mm -hmm. to start with you right like it's okay to start with you but how does your existence or how does your creation, how does your manifestation impact others? Yes. That is things I've been contemplating. Oh, for sure. Like it. Yeah. I love it. I'm here for all of it. Tamil, tell us about, tell us about some of the things that you've got going on in your world for the next three months in the overflow some things that some other things that you're contemplating on regarding the stars and some warnings and blessings that we can gain from <laughs> yes blessings all about the blessings <laughs> here for everything um, yes. that the universe has um for me and for my ecosystem right i would say that for the next three months my focus really is that strategy right like I know there is expansion coming. You talked about your Gemini energy, your Gemini nature. The North Node is in Gemini right now. This is about expansion. This is about a sharing of ideas. So this is, for me, a time of diving into how I can more clearly express my creative ideas to community. And so... I feel like we'll all be supported in that. Not just me, but all of us can be supported. Cosmically, we're supported by going within, getting really clear, and then doing the work of taking the action, right? Because that's how we learn, um, is through action, not just through theorizing. And so Gemini teaches us both. It's the thought, it's the theory, but it's also the expression of mm -hmm. it is the um, outward expression of. So I'm really excited about that. I just feel 
everything you said about a better future, you know, or us creating, I pulled actually, and I can say this, that I did a forecast for overflow in the beginning of the year. And so I want to share in this moment what came through for the fourth quarter. Okay. Yes. Yes. So the six of gourds came through and that is a card, a very beautiful card from the Dust to Onyx Tarot, which is designed by Courtney Alexander. And I also pulled the mystery card and the nine of wands, both from the Thoth deck and the energies that came through around this time was really celebrating, taking the time to celebrate our wins, but also being prepared for the unexpected. Because of course, like you said, we do have the election season. We do have all of these retrogrades. But beyond that, we are crossing a threshold into the new. Yes, I feel that. And that requires surrender. Mm -hmm. And so we can have all of the plans but we need to make sure that we're also flexible uh, with these plans. And so that's really where I'm at. It's like, I am surrendering to what is taking shape, not just from the ideas that I'm getting divinely downloaded, right? But also what my people, because that's six of gourds, what my community is asking for and figuring out how I can better show up so that I'm not just winning, um, but we're all winning. Yes, I love that, I really love that. That inspired this thought that I think really ties in beautifully with this conversation. And what I think a lot of people are feeling right now, especially creative entrepreneurs and their businesses, is as creating space for the pivot, gracefully allowing the pivot, let your work speak to you and tell it tell you what it needs. Let your community speak to you and tell you what it needs. Release your firm hold on these expectations, right? Like it's good to have a strategy, but that strategy needs to be able to contain your flexibility. If your business does not change, it will not grow. As one of my mentors says, Elise, Elise Grice, she amazing brand strategist, but if your business does not change, it will not grow. And what an amazing opportunity to lean into shifts and change. What better time than when the whole effing system is in retrograde right now? (laughs) And that's the thing. If we haven't learned anything. Yes. haven't learned anything this year. What we need to learn and what we need to carry with us as we go into the close of the calendar year is that while we can't control everything, we do need to be accountable and responsible yes. for what we can. Mm-hmm. And that does require flexibility. That does require grace. And it mm-hmm. does require us to embody all of the things that mm-hmm. we claim we want to see outside of us. Because mm-hmm. if we're not doing that, we're just talking. Yes. It's so good. Convicting too. So good. I love that. I love that. So in other words, stop hiding from your bullshit and show up. Yes, for people, but prime, but for you, because you are needed to be your whole self, your authentic self, not your perfect self. Whatever you thought 
it was supposed to look like. It's okay to show up as you are now while you're rebuilding or yes. creating what it is you want to be but you have to start somewhere and so I hope that you're encouraged to do so I love that well Tamil thank you so much for joining us and for those of you who are unfamiliar with Tamil or new Tamil is our intuitive guide for the brave school community Tamil is also the intuitive guide of her own beautiful community overflow join her there are they can you share with us how people can get in touch with you if they want to book readings if they want to work with you all that good stuff so you can um, go to our website, which is overflow.co. So it's O-V-E-R-F-L-O.co. And you can find um, me on Instagram at The Overflow. And we are a digital wellness home that really supports you rediscovering your sacred self. And we have, it's not just me, we are a collective of healers as well. So browse around and see what resonates with you. We're happy to connect. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Tamil. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Brave School podcast. This has been so exciting. And for those of you in the Solely Creative community, I'm so glad that you're here. Cannot wait to see you at the next dream session or workshop. Talk to you soon. Never at ease. I don't know a limit. Chasing the dream. I don't know what sleep. I got a queen. She let me to eat it. She break like a peach and she snapped me to snip it. We well overdue for that link up and push. Text me to fall through a spider. She wrote it. Still up with courage. You're doing a service. Pull up to the crib. I'm equipped with the best strokes. Cut through from the low, low. When no love goes. When you buddy, buddy, like it's been that way. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave School Podcast. You can find us on the internet at braveschool.co. You can also find us on Instagram at braveschool.co. And find me, your resident story doula at the story doula on Instagram. I'm so excited to serve you. Thank you for being here, friend.